Welcome to the Lying Life Podcast, produced by TND World and Utility Products. I'm Jeff Polstowait, Senior Editor at TND World. We're bringing you stories of the grit, courage, and inspirational teamwork that it takes to be a line worker. In this October 2022 episode, which features part two of the Veterans in the Line Trade series, we're shining the spotlight on Southeast Lineman Training Center in Georgia. And this includes interviews with Jared Anders of SLTC and Joey Abdu, a former Marine who trained at the center while on active duty through the Skill Bridge program. Back in the year 2000, the center began certifying veterans to come through its training program using the GI Bill. The center offers a 15-week electrical line worker program and an eight-week communications program. And since that time, thousands of veterans have trained at the center to work in the line trade. This episode of the Line Life Podcast is sponsored by Husky Tools. Husky Tools has the most complete power utility solutions in the industry. For over 45 years, we've built the safest, toughest, most durable, and dependable high-performance utility lineman tools and equipment in the industry. Husky Tools, built for everything that's on the line. Check us out at huskytools.com. Hello and welcome to the Line Life Podcast. My name is Amy Fishbach and I am the field editor for Transmission and Distribution World Magazine. For our October 2022 podcast, I'm continuing our discussion about veterans in the line trade. To begin, I'm talking with Jared Anders of Southeast Lineman Training Center. Jared, thank you for joining us today for the Lion Life podcast. To start, can you talk about the opportunities for veterans in the line trade? There's really an unlimited amount of opportunities. Every utility, both in the electrical and communications industries, are looking for linemen. There's a huge need. Our infrastructure is aging on the electrical side, and it's growing exponentially on the communication side. And so there's tons of work that needs to be done. And someone who is a veteran or currently in the military and wanting to head into this industry really just has unlimited opportunities, mainly because these companies are looking for people who have experience and leadership, good work ethic, aren't afraid to work outside and work with their hands. And at the end of the day, they're serving their community as well. So from transmission to distribution to underground in the electrical field, all the way through into communications with fiber, tower work, and everything in between there. Why do you think military veterans are often successful in the line trade? And what qualities do you think they have that makes them a good fit to work as a lineman? Veterans bring a great work ethic, drive a dedication. It's something that they do throughout their careers in the military, whatever branch they're in. And all of that rolls directly into the line work, uh, into the utility industry. They understand teamwork. They understand the importance of working together as a crew. And that directly relates to the idea of being your brother's keeper, which is such a hallmark statement in the industry. And what are some challenges you see veterans facing when they start training to become linemen? And how does your training center help them to overcome these obstacles? I don't see a lot of challenges as much as I just see a willingness and determination to to finish and to get out to work in the field. You know, they put their heads down, they do what they're told, they push themselves. And I don't see a ton of challenges that they face on a day-to-day basis. The majority of them don't really have any knowledge of the utility space. The safety aspect of what you do when you're climbing a pole, but also the space and the rules and the regulations around 
being around live electricity and things like that. While we don't train on live lines here in either of our programs, we do educate the students on every aspect that they're going to need to know going out to the field to be able to work safely and so that they can continue on in an apprenticeship. But the biggest gap's really just around the knowledge that's inside the industry as well as some of the physical aspects of climbing and things like that. What are your requirements for admission to your training program? I saw on your website that they have to be physically fit. They have to be at least 18. You talk about some of the other requirements. Yeah, so 18 years of age, I must be able to pass a drug screening. I need to have a high school diploma or GED. I must be able to pass a DOT physical, which is really important as a CDL is essentially required to be in the industry. And then a valid driver's license from the state in which you reside. Describe your training center's focus on training veterans. When did you first recruiting veterans and why did you go in this direction? We actually became certified with the VA to begin certifying veterans to come through our program using the GI Bill back in January of 2002. We wanted to open the doors for individuals who have served our country to enter the trade with as low a bar as possible. So what I mean by that is just taking away those financial barriers that may prevent someone from being able to go into the industry and to get the training they need. The GI Bill is in place for a great reason, and that's to help provide those people with higher education wherever they choose to use it, or, or even their children. And so we'll have children and veterans or veterans come through our program using that. And it opens up an opportunity for them to still serve their communities and to use many of those soft skills that they learned while they were in the military, like the leadership. And like I said before, utility companies are just always looking for veterans. So we want to do our part any way that we can to help support those who have so willingly sacrificed many things in their lives to protect us all here. That is awesome, Jared. I love hearing about that. And then the GI Bill, the way I understand it, pays up to 100% of program costs, including a $240 stipend for books and supplies. Is that correct? Yeah, that's correct. It can completely cover every aspect of the program while they're here, while they're in the program. Most of our electives are covered under the GI Bill. So sets them up for a great career with no debt. And these days, we all know that debt's just that big, scary word that keeps getting thrown around. But with college debt averaging around thirty-four to $35,000 when someone finishes their education to head on to a career. We're excited to say that the majority of our veterans who do come to the program do walk away without any debt and are able to go start their career immediately. That is such a huge help. And then how can veterans apply for this program? So they can go online and just apply at landworker.com forward slash enroll. But also if you go to landworker.com forward slash veterans, they'd be able to see kind of how things work, the way that that process would go, the forms that they would need to fill out and have prepared for when they do apply so that we can get them into the process of certifying them so that the program could be paid for through the GI Bill. And then once they're accepted, do the veterans train alongside your other students or are they in a special section of the training program? Yeah, so they train right alongside every other student. They come in, they blend right in. On an average day, the first couple of weeks of class, you'd walk onto our campus and you wouldn't be able to tell who was a veteran and who wasn't. It's just a complete mix-up and match-up of everybody who's in the program. But usually about week five, week six of our training programs, we have what we call a, a hard hat ceremony. And so at that point, we actually special order American flag hard hats that we had custom 
designed specifically to honor our veterans who are coming through the program and our active military that are in the program. And so we spend an afternoon at the end of the day, after they've been kind of working all day, celebrating them, giving them those hard hats. And for the remainder of the program, they're allowed to wear their American flag hard hat, which makes them stand out among the crowd. And really just as a reminder to all of our staff and the other students of how lucky we are to have those people here and how lucky we are to have had that serve our country and, and hopefully make them feel a little bit more appreciated just for everything that they've done. Yeah, that's very cool. And then discuss what the veterans learn through the training program. How long does it take and what do they receive when they graduate? It just depends on which program they enroll in. If they enroll in our 15-week electrical program, they're going to come out with a base knowledge of electricity, transformers, uh, career planning is one that we do that I think is very important. And that's just literally helping them understand what it is to go out and get a job to interview. Some of them maybe have never even done that. And so we try and help them there, but they'll learn how to climb. They'll learn how to operate a bucket truck. We're actually rolling in 2023 our crane program um, from an elective into the full electrical line worker program. And so they would be a crane operator, have their class A CDL which some of them come with just from their experience in the military. And yeah, just a, a base knowledge to get them into a career. Many people will hire our students coming out of our electrical program, basically giving them credit for the first year of their apprenticeship. And so usually they'll only have three more years after that. And so a really great perk turning kind of 15 weeks of training into a year's worth of an apprenticeship. And so that's our 15-week electrical program. Our communications program is eight weeks. It involves a fiber splicing certification as well as the climbing experience, learning how to latch cable up and just kind of every aspect of the communications industry. And so another great opportunity that we have a lot of veterans come through with it being eight weeks, it's just that much quicker for them to get in and get out and start a great career. And both of these careers, they're going to leave with a certificate that they came through the program that they were able to finish. And also just an opportunity for an incredible career where they can be making very early on in their career, sixty, seventy thousand dollars a year, and then it just goes up from there. Yeah, that's great money. And how many military veterans do you think you've trained since you started working with veterans, and how has this number increased over the years? I think I can safely say thousands. I don't have exact data all the way back to two thousand two, but I know last year we enrolled one hundred eighty six veterans, and this year only having two of our electrical and two of our communications classes for the year. We've already enrolled 146, and so I think wow. we easily topped the number from last year. Yeah, that's fabulous, Jared. Great job. And how are you increasing the awareness of opportunities in line work to the military community? We're always running ads, trying to get attention there, but we have a, a recruiter who's actually an Army veteran who is traveling throughout the country to military bases and meeting with them at transition fairs and things of that sort where they're transitioning out of the military to let them know about this opportunity, that it is paid for, that it is a great way to continue to serve your country. And we've seen a peak in enrollment with that, which is really exciting. Again, just knowing that, that we can be there to serve them after they've served us and as they look to continue to serve this country. And then you had mentioned that utilities are always looking for the military veterans. Where do they typically work when they graduate from the program? So 
a lot of our students that graduate and head on to careers, veterans specifically, will end up at really kind of every type of utility job that you can think of, from co-ops to IOUs, municipals, and contractors. It really just depends on what they're looking for. And the biggest thing we've found is people are oftentimes looking to be closer to home or, or to someplace specific. And so usually whatever job aligns with that. We see our younger veterans much more willing to move around. So you'll see them with these companies that are traveling to storms, whereas you'll see your, your more seasoned veterans that are looking to maybe settle down somewhere with maybe a more municipal type career. So really just all across the board. What is your advice to other training centers and utilities who want to recruit military veterans for line work and help them to transition into a civilian career? I think at the end of the day, focus on the people who are, are serving you by protecting you here at home. Focus on going to the places where they are and, and seeking them out. We are one of those places. And so we have recruiters come to every class. And sometimes those recruiters are wanting to speak to our veterans specifically for many reasons. But the biggest, I think, being just the type of worker that they know they're going to get if they hire a veteran. So I would say, come here to Southeast Lyman Training Center. Come here and pick from our almost 200 a year veterans that we graduate. Get them the career that they deserve, the career that they desire, because they're going to serve you really just at a whole different level, which is really exciting and encouraging. And for other training centers that are looking to train veterans, look at the different opportunities that there are to get in front of them. Travel to where they are. Travel to where they're going to be leaving and set them up for success by giving them the right information and make it easy. Get certified with the GI Bill. Make sure that you can help them cross that gap from serving our country to serving us locally here with the utilities. Just meet them where they're at. And we recently got certified as a SkillBridge approved program. SkillBridge is a really great program where Terry men and women can actually come and train while they're still active duty. And so this year, I think we have 28 active duty just in this class and over 30 active duty this year that we've trained through the SkillBridge program. And so that's a program that I think is just absolutely incredible because they get the training that they need before they even get out. And so there's even a smaller or no gap in that transition for them because their hire date could potentially be their very last day in the military as well, which is really exciting. So they kind of get a head start then in their career in the line trade rather than waiting until they're a civilian. Yeah, absolutely. They're not sitting around for 15 or eight weeks wondering like what they're going to do, just living off this GI Bill money to get through the program and then trying to find a career. But instead, they're still getting paid. They're still getting money and their program's getting paid for. And then once they do finally transition out, they've already got the education needed to enter that career. So very seamless transition and just something incredible that our governments and military has put together for those who have served our country. Yeah, that's wonderful. I haven't heard of that before. That's, that seems like that'd be a huge help to them. And Jared, is there anything else that you want to say about the veterans? What do you see in the future for your training center in terms of training the veterans? Yeah, we're, you know, we're always adding programs and changing and updating our training. And so one of our programs that we're really excited about is our drone training program. So training individuals and how to, to use drones and operate drones safely in a utility space. 
and it's really just part of the future. And you'll see a lot more of that in the military. You'll see a lot more of that out in the industry and throughout many different industries. But just opportunities like that that I think really set veterans up for success. And we're going to continue to add things like that because we know that as the veterans and all of our students come here, they're looking for the best education and the best opportunity. And at the end of the day, they're all looking for money. They're all looking for a job and they're all looking for that security that comes with a job in the utility industry. And so we want to do everything we can so that when they leave our program, that they look the best and are the best as they head out to their careers. And so I'm just so thankful for everybody who served, anybody who's listening to this who served. Thank you for your service. I never joined the military, but I've always had a very strong appreciation for those who have. And I'm very thankful for each of you and your service. And if there's any way that we can serve you and helping you start a new career, we'd love to help. Thank you so much, Jared. I really appreciate you taking the time to talk to us today. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you, Amy. For the second part of our October 2022 Lion Life podcast, I'm talking with Joey Abdu, a Marine and SLTC graduate who is now working in the line trade. On September 19th, he started his new job at Island Lighting and Power out of Norfolk, Massachusetts. He is working on the line crew with his oldest brother, and he said he loves line work. When I caught up with Joey, he was an active duty Marine training at SLTC in Georgia through the SkillBridge program. I'm here with Joey Abdu, a Marine who was training to become a lineman at Southeast Lineman Training Center through the SkillBridge program. Joey is calling in from the training center in Georgia, and he just finished a day of training. Hi, Joey. Thank you for joining us today. How you doing? Good. To begin, can you talk about your background? Where did you grow up, and how old were you when you enlisted in the U.S. Marines? So I grew up in Foxborough, Massachusetts. I enlisted early at the age of 17 years old. My mother had to basically allow me to sign up. So she had to sign too because I was under the age of 18. And then I shipped off for boot camp July 16th of 2018. So that was a month after high school graduation. I went to South Carolina to Paris Island and became a Marine there. And then from there, you have your 10 days of boot camp leave that they give you. And then I went to Marine Combat Training, which stands for MCT, they call it for short. And I did that in Jacksonville, North Carolina. From there, I went to what they call your MOS school. So your job training school, they teach you what you're going to be doing for the next four years or however many years you do in the service. I went to Camp Pendleton in California. So I was there for roughly five months. And then April of 2019, I got orders to Camp Lejeune in Jacksonville, North Carolina, where I did my roughly three, three years, I'd say. So then I did my time there and then I filled out the SkillBridge program, which allows you to go to school while you're still on active duty. And there's a lot that goes into it. It's kind of a pain in the neck to get it filled out, but it's a great opportunity if the commands allows you to do it. It's not a guarantee, but 
the, the military there, if you don't plan on being in it for life, they, they like to return a better citizen to society. So I think the Skillbridge program is a fantastic opportunity. And so that's what I'm here on now, allowing me to come here every day and train. And who inspired you to become a member of the Marine Corps, especially at the young age of 17? So I originally had zero plan on joining the military. I thought I knew what I wanted to do in high school. I was convinced about being a firefighter, actually. And my brother, who is 18 months older than me, he also enlisted in the Marine Corps at the age of 17. And he shipped off. And when I went to his graduation, it like sealed the deal for me. I was like, I'm going to be a Marine. I'm going to be not only blood brothers, but brothers by core. And so then I shipped off exactly a year after he went off to the camp too. Oh, that's incredible. I bet your mom was very proud of both of you. That's, that's really neat. And then you're now at Southeast Lyman Training Center. So how did you learn about the opportunities in the line trade? My other brother, who is 27, he is back home. He's a lineman and he kind of taught me how to climb a little bit. It kind of piqued my interest. I've seen TikToks of linemen climbing, stuff like that. And I was like, hey, can you teach me how to climb? So he taught me how to climb a little bit. I didn't go any higher than probably five, 10 feet. And then we got talking about schools and stuff like that because he's going to Northeast Lyman Training Center through the NEPA program. And then can you talk a little bit more about the Skillbridge program and how it helps you transition? Do they put the opportunities of the line trade in front of you? Or is that something you had to kind of discover on your own? Uh, so SLTC, that's kind of something that I had to figure out for myself a little bit because um, you go through what's called TRS in the Marine Corps. It's stands for Transition Readiness Seminar, and they teach you everything that you need to know to get out and become a civilian again, because it's really a big, big transition. So they teach you how to do interviews, how to make resumes, how to apply for schools, how to compare schools, stuff like that. And there's different tracks that you can choose. So you can do a college track, entrepreneur track, a trade track. So they, they kind of tailor it specific to what you think you want to do when you exit active service. So what I'm doing is I'm actually, they call it EASing off of Skillbridge. So I'm going to exit active service while I'm here. So I'm actually technically in until July 15th. So I have like 16 days left until I will but originally be out. But since I'm doing that, my package had to go up to headquarters Marine Corps and get approved by them before I was clear at hot to come here. So school started May 5th. My last day in the Marine Corps technically was May 3rd. So they gave me a day for travel. I came down here and I've been in school for almost two months. We're just a little over halfway through. So if I didn't get to do the skill bridge program. I would have gone on what we call terminal leave. So it's like you take your leave that you have saved up, but you don't have to go back anymore, if that makes sense. Oh. Uh, so I would have ended up doing that. So I still would have been out around May 5th, but I wouldn't be in line school 
May 15th. You know what I mean? So their next class does not start up until September. I'm not sure the exact date, but I know it's in September because we graduate August 18th. And then what has your training been like so far at SLTC? A lot of kids at first are like, oh, I heard it's like boot camp, but I went through the hardest boot camp that you can go through. So I wouldn't call it like boot camp, but it's definitely not easy. You're using muscles that you didn't even know existed in your body to climb. And so the first five weeks they say is the worst. And that's when you're in what's called the pole circle. So there's 20 kids in a pole circle, so 20 poles and one instructor to those 20 students. And for the first five weeks, their job is to get you comfortable on the pole. So you do nothing but climb up and down that pole. So for a week and a half, you climb to five feet. And then for a week, you climb to 15 feet. And then for a week, you climb to the top of the pole which is, it's a 35-foot pole, but it's six feet in the ground. So it's, it's roughly 30 feet. And it's nothing but up, down, left, right. You practice transferring over lines to get you used to transferring over neutrals or cross arms or things like that. They really do a good job at bringing the real world, what we do out there, into just that small little pole circle in just five weeks. So that's definitely the hardest five weeks. Um, and then Joey, as a military veteran, what do you think are some challenges when it comes to learning the line trade? What was it like for you to climb poles? I'm sure you did a lot of physical things in the Marines, but maybe not climbing poles. So how was right. that? Um, definitely different from anything that I've ever done. I've been run down before, but in Georgia is a different type of heat too. So. I went to boot camp in July in Paris Island, and that's tough because, you know, you're wearing your pants and your boots. And you don't have just a shirt on. You got a blouse on, too, with your cover, and you're out there in the heat, marching around and stuff like that. And then if you get in trouble, you get IT, then, then you're in the sand pit, and you're sweaty, and you're covered in sand, and then you got to go sit down in the classroom like nothing ever happened. And that's definitely uncomfortable. So I've definitely been pushed to the limit of being comfortable, if that makes sense. But out here in Georgia, this heat's different, if that makes sense, because I thought I was used to the heat after four years in North Carolina being stationed there, but this is something else. Going up and down those poles for honestly nine hours a day, and your gaffs are sitting right on the arch of your feet. So your feet start hurting if they just have you sitting up there. Because we did that for one day. We just stood on the pole for five hours straight. Wow. And it doesn't sound like. No, that sounds like a lot. But, <laughs> sounds hard. you know, you got the whole weight of your body on your gas, which is really the arch of your foot. The best thing that you can do is just alternate which leg you're putting all your weight on. So, I mean, we tried to make it fun up there. You know, we talked. It, it was fairly early into school. So we just made conversation, got to know each other at the top of the pole circle. Sometimes they have us pass around basketballs or you pass around like a little nut or a bolt or something like that to get you used to rotating, uh, letting your green out so you're like farther away from the pole. 
They do a really good job at making you feel uncomfortable, but that's their job because at the end of the day, they got to sign off on whether or not they certify you to climb the 65 foot tower or go out into the field. But it was definitely different. Like I said, I worked muscles that I didn't even know existed in my body. You're definitely sore. Your hips are sore. Your feet are sore. Uh, but you definitely get used to it after a while. What do you think sets you apart from the other civilians during the line trade? I know you've actually been through the Marine boot camp. And what, what was that like for you? People complain about heat or their feet hurt or stuff like that. The long days. I mean, we're here from 8 till 4.45. We get released. That's not a long day to me personally. I've worked 17-hour days before and got up at 4.30 the next day and gone back to work like nothing happened. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So um, I'm used to the the hard work. I'm used to the manual labor, stuff like that, um, because that's your job in in the Marine Corps. It doesn't matter what your job is. My brother was a, a grunt, so he was an infantryman. So he was like, when you think about going to war or something like that, uh, you know, he was the guy doing it. You know what I mean? So he was sleeping in the ground and digging holes and always in the rain and stuff like that. I was a mechanic in the Marine Corps. So I rebuilt. So I worked on a floating tank. It's called an AAV for short. It's an amphibious assault vehicle. And those go in the water. They're designed to take troops from ship to shore. But I built the engines inside of them. So Hmm. I'm used to long days. Um, So, Joey, I've talked to a lot of linemen about their work in storms and things like that. It sounds like you are well prepared for that kind of life. What do you think about like what lies ahead of you in line work and what your life will be like once you become a lineman? I'm actually very excited for it. I cannot wait. The long hours don't bother me. I'd like to think, and what I've heard is line crews is like a brotherhood, you know, yeah. as the new guy, you'll be, you'll be running around everywhere, getting tools for stuff, trying to convince the journeyman to let you get in the bucket with them. Um, and that's just like being a junior Marine, you know, when you're a private PFC, uh, which is that you wanted an E2, you're, you're bottom of the barrel. So you just do what you're told and then. When it's your time to shine, you get promoted. You get to look back on how it was when you were a junior Marine and, you know, tweak how, how you were taught. So I'm excited for that aspect because I think it's a lot like this trade. So I'll start as an apprentice and then eventually hopefully work my way towards being a journeyman and uh, teaching the next generation that comes after me. I'm very excited for it. And then do you want to work for a utility or a contractor? What do you kind of have your eye on once you top out as a journeyman? So I think the contractor life is more appealing to me. My brother's a contractor. He loves it. They are hard charging every day. They do not take any breaks. They are in the Marine Corps, you call it running and gunning. Um, but they are go, go, go. And that's definitely my mentality I have, especially coming out of the service because that's, that's all you train for. You know what I mean? Sounds scary, but you, you train for the worst. So that's what I'm used to. So that's what I enjoy because eventually it just becomes a norm 
just being go, go, go. And I think contractor life is definitely the way I'm leaning towards. And it sounds like you'd probably like to travel to and see different parts of the country. Is that appealing to you? Absolutely. I cannot wait. I have a buddy that I served with and his best friend back home lives in Alabama, but uh, Pike, who's a company down south, has taken him all the way up to Massachusetts, which is where I'm from. And I just think that's great that you could do your day-to-day job in a state down south like Alabama, then it have you take you all the way up north, all the way up the coast. So I just think that's pretty cool. Absolutely. And what is your advice to other Marines who are looking to become linemen once they exit the service? Absolutely do it. You will not regret it. Uh, I think it's a great opportunity to the transition from military lifestyle to civilian lifestyle is difficult. I don't think it's completely hit me yet that I'm not going to put that uniform on again. The civilian life is just so different, but I think the line crew can help fill that void in your heart because everybody complains about the military, if I'm being 100% honest with you, but when they get out, they miss it. They 100% miss it. So the friendship, that bond that you create with those people that you were privates and PFCs with, it only gets stronger as you go up your ranks. And then if you decide to re-enlist and you go to a new unit, or even if you get out, you will never forget those first four years of where you started at the bottom. Um, And when you go to work every day, you also eat lunch with them every day and dinner every day with them. And you live in the barracks with them every day. So you see them more than you see your family. Uh, So they just become your family. My buddies and I used to hang out every single night, breakfast, lunch, dinner, uh, work, and at the barracks with, with those same people. So you really get to know them and, you know, you would trust them with your life, honestly. So that's definitely the thing I would miss the most. Um, about the Marine Corps. And do you ever see yourself re-enlisting or going back? It's funny you say that because that thought has crossed my mind. Um, I think when everybody joins, they're super excited. And then they get run through the ringer and they see what the military is really about. And they're like, I'm getting out after my four years. I'm going to do my time. Um, and that's how I was, honestly, when my brother and I both first joined, we were both going to do 20 years because I think the retirement at 38 is, is an unbelievable opportunity. That's a paycheck for the rest of your life. You ain't got to work for it. Mm -hmm. Um, but it takes a lot. It takes a special type of person to be able to do that for 20 years and hats off to the people that can do that. Um, but. So everybody that I've talked to misses it and has thought about going back in. Uh, My sister also just got out of the military. She served four years in the Air Force. Hmm. And um, all three of us have talked about going back in. I am undecided if I would go back in. I think I like line work so much that I don't think I could go back to being active duty. 
but I think being a reservist might potentially be in my future. Um, but I'm not entirely sure. I think I'm going to give the civilian life a shot and we'll see, see where that goes in one to two years. Um, cause I really haven't experienced being a, a civilian as an adult. You know what I mean? I went sure. straight from high school to the Marine Corps. So I don't know what it's like to, um, we call it being free, but that sounds bad. So I don't want to say that. Um, but you know what I mean? Sure. It's a different experience. I, I can't even imagine how different that would be. Um, you know, cause there's so much, I imagine so much structure and routine in the Marines and that, exactly. you know, and it, I think you'll find line work is a lot like that in a way too. And the camaraderie in the trade is, is pretty incredible. And I think line work is a great opportunity for anybody. I've heard a lot of people say that Marines make good linemen. Why do you think that is? Um, so that question makes me smile. Um, cause if you ask any Marine, they're the best, of the best. Anybody that joins the Marines has the mentality that they're going to be the best at everything they do. And I think you transition out of the Marine Corps with that mentality. And then on top of that, with the leadership you get now, granted, not all leadership that you get in the military is the greatest, but I was fortunate enough to have great leaders. So taking what I've learned in the Marine Corps, I think I will be able to apply it very well um, as a civilian, as a lineman. So. That's great. And do you have any advice for electric utilities and contractors to reach out to military veterans? I know some of them are offering like paid time off for reservists, for example, and other things like that, or assistance programs for veterans when they join the company. What do you think would be appealing to you as a soon-to-be veteran? I would just say the opportunity to work for their company. When you join the Marine Corps, you don't have any experience for interviews and stuff like that. You just kind of sign the dotted line and off you go. So I think every veteran here is probably fairly nervous about um, that sit-down interview with the top dogs in that company. So, I mean, I think if you just give a veteran the opportunity to work for your company, I really don't think that you'll be disappointed because just how we conduct ourselves on a day-to-day -day basis, I think definitely sets us apart from civilians. And I think if you tell somebody that you're a veteran, they have automatically a certain standard or certain expectation that you should put out, if that makes sense. Absolutely. I think you're absolutely right about that. And Joey, is there anything else that you wanted to say? He's definitely just the best of the best. So I highly recommend coming out here. You will not be disappointed. The instructors are great. The staff are great. It's an all around good time worth your money. Perfect. Wish you the best of luck, Joey. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Husky Tools has the widest selection of lineman tools and equipment across every essential utility category. 
we feature the largest assortment of hydraulic cutting and compression tools powered by the industry's most popular battery platforms. Husky Tools, lineman proven and utility approved since 1976. See us at huskytools.com. Mention this podcast and we'll throw you a new Husky shirt. This episode of the Line Life Podcast was written and recorded by Amy Fishbach. It was produced by Jeff Postelate. For more information, check out the Veterans in the Line Trade story and the 2022 Lineman Supplement published by TD World. It is also available at tdworld.com in our Electric Utility Operations Topic Center. To listen to past episodes, visit our podcast page at www.tdworld.com backslash podcasts, or you can find it at Anchor FM. Follow this show to be updated when new episodes are released and leave a review for us on Apple Podcasts. For notes or recording at linelifepodcast at gmail.com. Head to the show description to see where you could find us on social media. And thanks for listening to the Line Life Podcast.